This is Unfilter, episode 171 for January 6th, 2016. In the impact segment tonight, a very bizarre boast from the State Department. The folks there blog that bringing peace to Syria is one of its top accomplishments of 2015. Peace in Syria. Yes, indeed, folks. The hangover is back. Oh, no, wait. The hangover's over. We're back. Welcome to Unfilter, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news that you shouldn't be watching. Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. My name is Chase. Running the board this week. Uh, he's a new board op. He's uh, cut some clips. Uh, producer Matt's been helping out. Chris Feischer. Yeah, thanks. It's fun to be here. I'm really excited about your show, podcasting. On the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Chase. Hey, Chris. Hello, buddy. Yeah, hey, hey happy buddy. New Year's to you. Happy, yeah, happy New, New Year's. Year. Well, what did you do? What did you spend your New Year? What did you do? I, know, I was actually trying to remember before the show. Oh, wow. I, You're just coming out of the hangover. I can't right? really remember what I did. Uh, it all ran together so tightly with the holidays. It's because today's one of those days where... Uh, like I made a life decision that is, uh, it has me, it has my, it's just like it whitewashed my brain, Whoa. and like now all of the last month has just all been blurred together. Last month, it's only been six days. What? <laughs> the last this year, this twenty, this twenty sixteen has been it's, a crazy year, Chase. It's been a crazy year so far. Hey, guess what? We are now officially in an election year. I know. It's yeah. It's gonna be. It, that's gonna be something. And, and you know, it's kind of weird because I think of our show in election cycles. Oh, really? Well, yeah. So this is going to be our first full four-year election cycle this year. Yeah, I know. That Isn't is... that, doesn't that yeah, blow your weird. mind? That is weird. That's going to be some, that's gonna be some serious fun live shows. So yeah. uh, I, I'm going to do a little, just a little unfilter uh, story to start the year off. I was telling Chase that uh, we have zero chance of messing this episode up because it's the only episode of 2016. It's going to be the best one. Of the, the best episode of 2016. That's so we right. could we can just sort of have a horrible episode and we still we've we've met that bar. Actually, there's no way that this episode could get any better. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, I have been living for the last few months. Uh, I went on, I went on the road trip. Uh, decided that I actually really kind of liked staying in the rover. And I decided, well, I'll make this my my domicile for a while because you Whoa. know I'm at work all the time, and so yeah. I've, I've really been uh, I've enjoyed it. But in the winter, it's yeah, the insulation's not very good. It's a little cold. It's yes. a little cold. Yes. Uh, so what I what I decided to do was upgrade the rover. Uh, I've been actually working on this for a while. So I got today. Uh, I will. I'm in the process of getting. It's not all finished yet. So what are you doing to the rover now? Well, I'm gonna. I'm trading the rover in, and I'm gonna get a bigger unit. I'm gonna get a, a an Bull. actual. Yeah. You're not, wait. That means you got to get a class A, man. I'm getting a class A motorhome. Wait. I am. Yeah, but you. No, 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 no. You don't understand, Chris. Hmm. Now I don't know if anybody filled you in on the process <laughs> okay. here. All right, you tell let, me. Let me fill you in real quick. Mm-hmm. You get one of these bad mamma jammas, which, by the way, you know, rock star have and you know they're, they're beautiful machines mm-hmm. i mean they have full and look at that it's beautiful uh chris either you're gonna have to ha- hire a driver right or you're gonna have to learn how to drive yeah and yeah. get certified to drive yeah. Yeah. one of these beasts yeah 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 i don't know if you realize that yeah well you know uh in terms of total length it's actually don't it, talk about length please it's it's uh it's it's just actually a few feet shorter than the truck and trailer. But you have to have a Class A license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means a commercial's driver's license. Yep, yep. A commercial driver's license. Yeah, yeah. So so are you going to go to school? Uh, they have classes. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they have they have programs. It's it's not a big deal. It's really not that big oh, of a I deal. Oh, I know. I'm just giving you hassle. Uh, and, uh, you know. That's for, like a rock star. Dude. But, but, but here, wait, here's the thing, right? Anybody who's been to JB1. Knows that you can't exactly park that thing. No, no, no. <laughs> Are you going to tow the truck behind? Are you trading the truck in uh-uh. too? No, no. Uh, no? I, I can tow the truck. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, but right. I'll actually I'll probably tow my lady's car. Will the truck tow this? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I'm kidding. I'll probably use the probably the, the, the lady's car is is nice. It's small. It's light. It's it's really is a great tow car. Uh, so yeah. yeah, so hopefully if all works out, I'll be able to take this down to scale, and this is what I'll be using for the rest of the road trips. I like also, how wide it gets, by the way, too. Yeah. How it, by yeah. the way, how many how many can it sleep? Uh, it can sleep myself, the lady, and our three kids, uh, or uh, a couple adults. So, so. I was going to say for Linux Fest Northwest. Yeah, right. yeah, we could. I'm we just could. I'm just wondering. Yeah, totally, that's, that's a great idea. 
Uh, you know, and also it works really well for me just because of my personal situation because uh, um, uh, the house. That's the, like a rolling apartment. It, it really is. is. It is. Yeah. It's a rolling apartment. It's got, it's got four slides. Um, so it Not really, water slides. No, it's, so it really expand, expands out. Um, and, you know, for me, it means now I'm going to have things like I'll have a couch. That's a tour bus. Producer Matt is right. That is a tour bus. I'll have a couch. Now, I'll, wait. I'll have a washer and dryer. All right. You've got to do one thing. So this thing. is my house, right? This is my house. I know. You and it works do... well for me because the, Ange's house is still in my name. So as far as the banks are concerned, I I own two houses already because this I own this studio and I own my house. Look, you're rolling, man. Yeah, so the bank's like, yeah, we're not going to give you another house. This, however, I can finance. So, uh, so, so I got to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they make these awesome custom wrap graphics. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. Are you going to get this thing wrapped? I, if I decide to, I don't know. I, I think it would be so. It would be here's beautiful. The problem. There's a line I have to walk because I do uh, actually live in it. Like I have to walk this line if I'm going to make it a if a, a business oh, thing. Business. Yeah. Well, but even if you're living in it, you can give free promotion. I know. To yeah. Right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah. And so yeah. That looks wow. I'm hoping. I'm who who knows how it'll actually work. Uh, maybe this year. Finances might be too tight, but I'm hoping to go on a trip about once a quarter. Wow. So we'll see. Wow. We will see. That's out. awesome. I'm, dude. Pretty, I'm pretty excited. So that was my. So I was down in. Um, uh, uh, not not uh, Fife. Fife was the first place I had to go to Fife the first time to do the stuff. Right. And then today I went down to uh, a place that's uh, east of Fife. I mean, it's down p- south of Sumner. It is way, way, I, I mean, driving for two hours both ways to oh. do this stuff. So I was using Waze today. Yeah, and Waze j- is great. Bouncing around. So I'll be watching for your Waze report, Mr. My, Chase. My, uh, and by the way, we talked about that in the, in the, in the uh, supporter show, so check that out. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for me, for New Year's, not too much going on. I stayed at home. Now, I am an antenna guy. I cut the cord a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for some reason, on New Year's Eve, I couldn't watch the Space Needle on television. I wasn't getting reception. So King 5, uh, the local NBC affiliate, we've showed their clips on the show many times. They are the ones that do the New Year's Eve fireworks at the Needle. Mm-hmm. For this year, they, they streamed the whole thing online. And I swear to God, it was looking like I was watching broadcast, and it was great. Uh, it nice, was beautiful, good resolution, awesome. Yeah, seven twenty p. It was it was just amazing. That is so, nice as a cord so, cutter. That's nice. So yeah, had some uh, had some drinks and uh, hung out at home cool. with with lady and watched uh, watched the space needle go up. It was awesome. I'm pretty excited about the new rig. Where, you know, I'm it's if all goes well, I'll be getting it. so these things because they're so big and massive. Yeah, uh, there's like gas mileage not too good. No, there's two weeks of uh, there's two weeks of like uh, of walkthrough they do like checking to make sure all the things work. Oh yeah, because uh, I mean it's uh, it's a rolling apartment with yeah. an engine and wheels and hydraulics. Yeah, and, I mean, it's it's incredible. But I'm just I am super excited to once again have a washer and dryer. Like that's yeah, it's still weird to think this thing has that. Yeah, and it's amazing. I am I got to tell you like the small things in life. Uh, counters will be it having a, <laughs> having a counter again. Well, you have ways. a little counter, a little bit. Yeah, but, but you're you, trading in. So, yeah. so all the upgrades that you made to the rover. Right. So, uh, the only thing that was permanently installed out of all the stuff we put in the rover was uh, some power distribution uh, DC plugs that uh, Noah installed. All the, all the other upgrades. It's going to come right over. Totally. So you'll, right still over. Have this, you'll still have the Wi-Fi, the signal, oh, yeah. uh, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. All that stuff will come over. In fact, over. I might even eventually get a fancier version of that, but i got to have the signal booster because I'm, I'm oh, yeah. parking up in LeConnor, which gonna, is like horrible. Now, these, the these, these, uh, these rolling rigs, uh-huh. these rolling apartments, they have... Satellite dishes. Oh yeah, put on it. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Free to air. And, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And it also has an HD antenna built in too that goes up. Whoops, so you can get HD broadcast. Oh, and, I know. And then it comes into an HDMI multiplexer. <sighs> so the technology in these things is amazing. Yeah, it is. Top cool. Gear did a, a special on these, one of these uh, a long time ago. They were comparing RVs from the UK to us. Yeah, that's interesting. It was it was great. Yeah. Uh, all right. So why are we talking about technology? I want to play this story about Iranian hackers that have hacked into a New York dam. And let's see if we can grok any actual substance <laughs> from this report. Just that, wait, sorry. That whole line <laughs> doesn't know. even pass muster. <laughs> I know. I all know. Right. All right. Iranian hackers infiltrated computer software that controls that. the floodgates of this Rhine, <gasps> New York dam, just 20 miles outside of New York City. A former U.S. official familiar with the investigation revealed the classified details from 2013, first reported by the Wall Street Journal. Paul Rosenberg is mayor of the village of Rybrook. Well, what it says to me is, you know, they're looking at everything. Was this a dress rehearsal for something larger? It also makes me concerned about the security of our infrastructure that is significantly more critical than the Bowman Avenue Dam. 
Investigators believe the intruders were just probing to see what they could get into, but no damage was done. Hacking of dam controls have long been a homeland security concern. In 2013... I'm not hearing the link to Iran. It just says it in the lower third. I mean, any anybody could have just yeah, been poking around. Have they have they, they have proof? They have an IP? What? Even an IP wouldn't I be know, good I enough know. for I, me, though. Yeah, yeah. And hackers penetrated a sensitive database of U.S. dams maintained by the Army Corps of Engineers. Asked about the breach involving the dam in Rye, New York, the Department of Homeland Security told CNN by email it has no comment on the alleged incident. You know that cyber typing sound that it makes? There? Yeah, and that yeah, do you know, uh, I, I did some Googling and I found, I'm going to play it again so people know what I'm talking about real quick. Told CNN by right here. email it has no comment. That sound? Yeah. Uh, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think the origin is Hunt for Red October, the movie. Where it when it does establishing scene look shots, it's a little different. I, I know yeah, that. No, yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It's totally different. But it's yeah. evolved over the over yeah, the yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Comment on the alleged incident. Obviously, it's fairly scary for us as a nation to imagine that somebody sitting on the other side of the world could hit a keystroke. And all of a sudden, water could start flooding through a dam. Just last week, CNN broke news of a major breach at computer company Juniper Networks. So now this isn't related to the dam breach at all, but they're kind of just bringing it together after they cite some guy, some guy at some company over Skype. The company sells equipment and routers to the Defense Department, Justice Department, FBI, and Treasury Department. U.S. officials worry that hackers working for a foreign government were able to spy on the encrypted communications of the U.S. government and private companies for the past three years. But there's no worries there. No. It's encrypted. It's sure. No back doors. Infrastructure like the nation's power grid also constantly under siege. Now, it makes me wonder about what would be potentially next, and that makes me concerned. A more modernized grid system using digital technology means more more access points for intruders. I didn't hear Iran anywhere in that story. That whole Chris. thing is just a fear piece, right? It's yeah. really, it is really that was, and oh, they're just running it to to generate scare, scary, uh, scary like uh, cyber boogeyman hype right. around infrastructure yeah. stuff. It's weird. <laughs> I don't get it. Now, uh, you want a real cyber story? How about the NSA spying on Israel leaders and Congress's communications? Good evening from Washington. I'm Doug McKelway in for Brett Bear. With friends like these, who needs enemies? An already frosty relationship between President Obama and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu could be further strained after a report alleges the White House knowingly accepted surveillance gleaned from private conversations between the Israeli leader, his aides, and members of Congress here in the United States ahead of that landmark nuclear deal with Iran. Correspondent Kevin Cork reports from Hawaii. Now, I think this actually happened. Here's my thoughts. Mm. Uh, they have the right, in the interest of national security, to monitor anybody, they're going to say. And their defense to that's going to be, yeah, well, look, Congress doesn't have the American people's interest at, at, at heart here. They're going after their, what their lobbyists want them right. to do. And so we yeah. wanted to see what kind of crazy things they were doing. It was in the interest of the nation. This deal is in the interest of the nation. I could almost mm. hear Obama saying it. Just how far would the White House go to secure votes for the Iran nuclear deal? According to a report in the Wall Street Journal, far enough to use NSA-collected intelligence on Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, in which it learned how some congressional lawmakers were leaning ahead of the crucial vote on Capitol Hill. Caught up in the massive sweep, the private conversations of Senate and House members, a strategic and intelligence treasure trove for a White House desperate to see the deal through. This is a very serious abuse of power. What we have here is the executive branch using the power of a U.S. intelligence agency to listen in on the private conversations of members of Congress. How much do you want to bet this is a huge function of yeah. the NSA's uh, data collection programs? Yeah. The paper says in conducting its operation, the National Security Agency listened in on Netanyahu, his aides, and some Jewish American groups in the lead-up to the vote on the deal, which would pave the way for sanctions relief in exchange for severe restrictions on the regime's nuclear activities. The allegation comes almost two years after President Obama announced that his administration would curtail eavesdropping on friendly heads of state after the world became aware of the reach of U.S. secret surveillance programs following the Edward Snowden leak. 
Oh, it all comes back to Snowden, doesn't it? Oh, Snowden. So I'm not sure where this story's going. Paul Ryan says he's going to look into it more, blah, blah, blah. So we'll just keep following the story. Paul Ryan's got a lot on his plate right now. Yeah, he's growing that beard, you know. (laughs) He's got to make sure he's hanging out with his kids. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because, you know, he wants to make sure he has time to do that. Yeah, even though he was going to run for president before. Right. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, let's let's shift gears and uh, let's talk about a little terrorism chase. Let's Terror. get into a little terrorism, Terror. if we would. Yes. So the terrorist appearing in an ISIS video showing the killing of five accused spies is believed to be a British radical. Authorities saying he could be a 32-year-old Brit, a Muslim convert from East London, who was renting out those bouncy castles houses for kids. <laughs> this is Jihadi John. Jihadi John was renting out bouncy house castles for kids. And no, no, this new jihadi John. This is not yeah. the old one. Yeah, right. Yeah, this we is, want to make sure we're clear. This is the one that yeah, this yeah. is the this is the one that's dressed a little fancier. Yeah. Muslim convert from East London who was renting out those bouncy castles houses for kids before joining the terror group. Imagine that. <laughs> the video also features a young boy in army style camouflage threatening attacks against what? Great Britain. Mm-hmm. A Londoner of Nigerian origin identifying the child as his four year old grandson. He's my grandson. I can't disown him. He doesn't know anything. He's a small boy. They are just using him as a shield. No, she told me she was going to Egypt for, 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 for that story. Well, if this guy says it, it must be true, so let's put him on Fox News. Uh, so there's a Jihadi John. We got a new Jihadi John. new Jihadi yeah, yeah, yeah. The old new! Right, and of course, talking about the old new, uh, your buddy, my good friend, Baghdadi. We got a message. This newly released ah, audio hey, recording of ISIS leader Abu Bakr al Baghdadi is 24 minutes long, and it's called "Wait for We as Well Are Waiting with You." It sounds like a podcast. A 24 minute long. He's, so Baghdadi is putting out wait, a podcast. Wait, wait, it's called "Wait." Is that the name of the show? It's called no. It's called "Wait." Uh, it's complicated. Wait, and then there's a colon, right? Yeah, no, wait. or comma. Hold on. Right. Wait for we as well are waiting with you. And yeah, so wait, wait, comma. For we as well are waiting with you. Wait, comma. For we as well are waiting with you. Is there another comma in there? Episode one. Yeah. So Jihadi John, or I'm sorry, no, not Jihadi John. No, um, no, no. Al Baghdadi. He's got a uh, podcast. Reference to a Quran verse that speaks of Judgment Day. CNN cannot independently verify the authenticity <laughs> of the recording. This is the same video clip. <laughs> So they just the and, then, and then they just said we cannot verify the Thank authenticity. You. Now, uh, wait. So if you can't verify the authenticity, why is this a new story? Why are we two years into this ISIS stuff and we still can't uh, author? We still can't authenticate. Uh, you would the think that they We're would have two years have, into this and we still can't validate. They the would have a better, yeah, better green screen video yeah. by now. Yeah, I mean the technology. I mean, hell, you've been monitoring CES yeah. stuff this yeah. week. Incredible stuff. Hey, uh, guess guess where this audio recording came out from. I wouldn't know. Rita Katz over the Site Intelligence Group, and here's what I love. Oh. Because all of the stuff comes from Rita Katz and Therefore, Site Intelligence. Therefore, it must be true. That now is a validation. Well, we can't independently uh, verify the source, but because it was released the same way every other piece of ISIS propaganda has been released, it must be true. ...of the recording, but it seems to follow the standard dissemination for ISIS videos. As in, Rita Katz somehow amazingly finds it on YouTube where nobody else can find it, and then publishes it directly as a press release. This, this is how all of these get published, and since that was the method this one got found, it must be legit. It has two focuses. The first is a morale boost for ISIS troops, troops that are now fighting in Iraq and Syria. ISIS is likely to have a difficult year ahead, analysts say, and Baghdadi makes a big recruitment push here, as many in the international community crack down on radicalization and make it difficult to travel to the region. The second big focus here of this video is on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. ISIS has actually faced criticism in the past for not focusing more on the region's longest conflict. So Baghdadi's putting out the podcast, calling, calling troops in. Well, uh, remember, it's unconfirmed that he's putting out the podcast. Right. And, you know, we have seen a dramatic increase in suicide bombings. Well, happening now, this big story, ISIS boosting, uh, boasting about terror attacks it claims to inspire around the world. A social media account linked to ISIS claims the terror group saw a dramatic increase in suicide attacks last year. ISIS is also releasing a new video issuing a specific threat to the UK. Benjamin Hall is live in London with more on that video. But first, we go to our chief intelligence correspondent, Catherine Harrod. She's like, now, Catherine. Uh, you know, whenever, whenever we got Catherine uh, reporting in, that's Uh-oh. a that's a that's a go to clip. Yeah, uh, I pull it out. I'll pull it out of the stack and I make sure we. If Catherine Harrod is going to come <laughs> out there. This gal, I think she's got direct ties to the CIA. Love it. She's got a she's got a rocky history, which is interesting and. 
She holds up props like nobody in the news business. Nobody holds up props like Catherine. Observe. Five in Washington. Catherine? Well, thank you, Jenna. This senior ISIS media account Boom! reviewed by Fox right? News reports that 2015 was a banner year for the terror group, posting an infographic on Twitter breaking down the number of suicide attacks. The group is reporting 61 suicide bombings in at least nine different areas of Iraq and Syria, with the majority, 51 percent, carried out against the Syrian army, the Syrian opposition, as well as the Kurds. While the claims cannot be independently verified, the oh. information has been shared with the FBI as well as other agencies, with an intelligence source who shared the data with Fox noting that the group is, quote, not contained and publicly bragging about the diversity of its suicide missions. Now, if you listen carefully, what she just said was, is that this is a infograph that was published by ISIS and then an intelligence official reaches out to Fox News to give them the story. Somebody from the CIA reaches out to her and says, I want to make sure you guys know about you this. You guys know about this, right? That doesn't seem obvious to anybody. Uh. That, that doesn't seem obvious. Man. You know, so ISIS is having a good year. Right. Lots yep. of good yep. bombings. You know else? You know who else is having a good year? Who's having a good year? The U.S. of A. Guess who likes to sell a lot of guns? We do. Yeah, and you know what that means? More money in the bank. Money. More money. When it comes to bank. arms dealing, the United States are the big guns, dominating the industry with almost a third of all global trade. However, how these weapons are being used is causing concern, as a Washington correspondent, Gunnar can reports next. Weapons is not what you immediately think when you hear this. I believe in American exceptionalism with every fiber of my being. One thing that makes the U.S. exceptional is its arms sales. With 5% of the world's population, the United States sells more than half of its weapons. No other country even comes close. Within just one year, foreign arms sales by the United States went up almost 30% to $46.6 billion. Ooh. The top four clients are South Korea, Iraq, Saudi Arabia and Qatar. Oh, Saudi wow. Arabia and Qatar have been accused of all kinds of human rights violations, and yet it has not disqualified them from receiving U.S. weapons. In the last five years, Saudi Arabia alone has bought more than $100 billion worth of arms from the United States. The Gulf state has a lot going on, and it seems hungry for more weapons. So, you know, we always talk about why do we let Saudi Arabia get away with horrible human rights violations? Why are we such protective partners of Saudi Arabia? Why did we fly Saudis out of here after 9-11? Yeah, it actually happened. Why did all these things happen? Because not only are they our oil buddies, but look at that. In just those years alone, $100 billion in arms sales. Yep. Saudi Arabia has been bombing Shiite Houthi rebels in Yemen with disastrous consequences for the civilian population there, despite the UN saying stop and negotiate a solution. Also, Saudi Arabia, as well as Qatar, have been funneling weapons to Islamist groups in Syria. For more on this, I'm joined by Michael Malouf. So speaking of guns, let's stop here. Uh, Obama took executive action on guns this week, and we got uh, coverage of that in the supporter show. So if you're an unfiltered supporter and want to hear our coverage of that, uh, make sure you check into that. But look at that. You know, I have uh, additional numbers in the show notes for the gun sales chase. Yeah. Just, just monstrous. Monstrous, uh, monstrous. The Obama administration is selling guns to other countries like nobody's business. Big weapons. Guns, big nasty guns, stuff. guns. Hey, before we keep going in the terrorism vein, uh, speaking of uh, big sales and guns, we could use some of your guns over at patreon.com slash unfilter. We have 410. You know, we, we keep waffling around. We gain some and we lose some after the month uh, comes through and it charges the cards, some drop off. So we could, we're, we're trying to grow this up to over 420 and keep it there sustained for a while. It just keeps dropping down. Uh, and if you'd like to help us support the Unfilter Show, go to patreon.com slash unfilter. This is a listener-supported show. That means we only are responsible to those 410 people, and we make a show for them, not for somebody that might want to share something on some social media site and generate buzz, not for an advertiser that might want extra clicks. We make it as just a people's history for those 410 patrons. And the more of you doing it, the more people that support this show, the wider our scope can go, the ba the greater our back-end infrastructure. Like right now, I got to tell you, just like strings of uh, like different different pieces of storage are tied together with like toothpicks and strings. It's crazy with all the different with all the yeah. different stuff we have. Uh, and right now we're we're just like we're burn, we're burning up cloud storage. We're burning up local storage. But on top of all of that, it's like kind of just patched together. I would love to be able to sit down and really work on this kind of stuff. I'd love to when I built when I go on the road on road trips to be able to keep doing this show. But that's going to require additional gear. I mean, think about. It. 
Think about this kind of workflow for this kind of show when I'm traveling. All that kind of stuff requires investments and growth. Patreon.com slash unfilter. Speaking of patrons. I got a message from a patron, by the way. One of our patrons, Kyle, wrote into the show, so he knows where he is. Hey, guys, I, I just became a lowly $2 member. Hey. Hey, that's okay. Not lowly. No. Um, I just wanted to thank you guys for doing this show. I look forward to it every week, and I listen on my about 40-minute commute from Oakland to San Francisco every day. The mainstream media drives me crazy. I use the internet for entertainment rather than cable TV, and your show is a beacon of light, and I feel informed after listening and not manipulated. Even though they took heavy comedic stance on the media, Jon Stewart and Colbert were my go-to for the BS that was being thrown around in the media. Then I would attempt to look into the stories they commented on for myself, and I was always overwhelmed, and I had a hard time picking through the shit. I love how you all go in depth and call out the media for the crazy shit they say. I just wanted to say thanks, and I tried to, to turn on my brother to your show as I know he would enjoy it. Huh. Can't wait for the next episode, and stay cool and skeptical, guys. And that was from Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. And as a $2 patron, he gets access to the supporter yeah. show, uh, which is a additional show that is extra content, extra context, extra long. And then at $5 or more, you get access to the source code, all the extra clips of stuff that didn't make it on air. Which is always a ton of stuff. Yeah. I, by the way, Art of Music in the chat room is right. I feel sorry for those Canadians up there. I right know. Now. Canadian I know. dollars plummeting. Should take the new rig up to Canada and do some shopping. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, let's talk about Assad. Uh, this is something we've been watching uh, since it's been in the media for years now. And uh, there's been a unique and distinct evolution of the U.S.'s position. And the U.S. just signed some papers in the U.N. about a political transition. And you know, everybody's trying to get on board now with a political strategy for Syria. And you heard the State Department. Peace in Syria is one of their number one accomplishments for 2015. The U.S. stance on the fate of the Syrian president Bashar al-Assad has been changing all year long. RT's Guyane Chichikan takes us back. The U.S. has signed on to a U.N. Security Council resolution which is set to lead to a political transition in Syria. But when Bashar al-Assad goes is not spelled out position is that Assad has lost legitimacy. He cannot be part of a Syrian government. How and when he goes is still under debate. Would you say that it is still being discussed and, and decided whether or not he can be part of the transition process? So what I'd say is it is still being decided and discussed what that transitional process looks like. There was a time when the U.S. insisted on Bashar Assad's departure before any political process could be started. There's no future for Assad in Syria. In Syria, the only way that the civil war will end is an inclusive political transition to a new government without Bashar Assad. The last year and a half, we have said that Assad has to go. But realism also requires a managed transition away from Assad and to a new leader. It is not conceivable that this is November, Assad even. can regain legitimacy and hasten the day that Assad's bloody tenure comes to an end. Assad is going to have to leave. December. Although the State Department claims the U.S. position on Bashar Assad has not changed, many see it otherwise. Obviously, there's been something of a, almost a tectonic shift. Uh, two things have happened over the course of the last few months. Uh, growing realization, A, uh, that the policy of regime change, which had been on the agenda for the most part for this U.S. administration, has been an absolute failure and has led to the growth of, uh, of ISIL and uh, the more killing and devastation in the region than the region has seen in decades. Secondly, uh, the uh, shooting down of the Russian plane by the Turks uh, sent a message that perhaps this conflict will lead to a major conflict. Uh, between great powers. We U.S. Saying. officials still say Assad needs to leave. Only now they add he can stay for a while. It's a major shift, and I and it's one that I think we're not totally soaking in how major it is because nobody's talking well, about it. Well, we talked about it before we went on our break. Yeah, we talk about yeah, it. Yeah, But I mean, like, like it, it, nobody on the radio, nobody on television, nobody in print. Because is, it's against the narrative. It's, it's like they're it's just not shock. even seeing it. Well, it's I, a shock against the narrative. They're I like, guess. well, it's been pushed for, for how long? I really, think, I really think Turkey shooting down that Russian jet was the turning point. I think that was the pivot point for all of this. And Russia really stepping up, Russia calling out Turkey 
strategy uh, for their uh, oil deals. In fact, there's more of that. A captured ISIL terrorist has fueled claims that Turkey is involved in illegal oil deals with Islamic State. We obtained interview footage with the captive from Sputnik's news agency in Turkey. 24-year-old Mahmoud Gazi Tatar joined ISIL from the Turkish city of Adriaman. Together with other recruits, he was transported across the border into Syria, where he received terrorist training. Last June, he was captured by Kurdish forces and is currently in prison. The former Islamic State fighter revealed details about Turkey's alleged oil links to the terror group. At the training camp in May 2015, our commander told us that the group sells fuel to Turkey. That income covers Islamic State's costs. The oil trucks crossing into Turkey every day carry crude oil, as well as petrol. The group has enough oil to last them a long time. The commander said that the oil is sold via several businessmen and traders, but he did not give any names. ISIL also receives lots of supplies from Turkey and Arab countries. I've been reading and listening to reports that Turkey also is essentially acting as the medic for ISIS fighters and, and ISIL. yeah, yeah, sorry, IS, uh, and bringing them over to Turkey, doing the medical work on them that they need, and then sending them back out into the battlefield. Uh, training camps, in fact, tur- Turkey, uh, Turkey generals and 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 high-ranking Turkey military officials working with translators to work training people. Uh, like Turkey's really all in on this. I have a quick detoured question on this. They were interviewing this fighter, right? Yeah, yeah, the supposed uh, former fighter guy. Does ISIL call themselves ISIL? I think they call themselves... I don't... I don't think they do, actually. I I don't think they... I don't know if they call themselves Daesh or not. Because because during that interview, he referred to themselves as the ISIL army or whatever. Here's what I think. So he used that term specifically. Here's what I think. I think there are... Or is translated wrong. I think there are groups of people that call themselves all kinds of things. You know, like, I, I've i always felt what's really going on is there are groups of people out there working sort of together in that region. Some of them are contractors. Right. You know, like mercenaries. Yeah. Some of them are uh, psychopath uh, evangelical uh, uh, Islamists right. or whatever, yeah. extremists. And and some of them are um, probably uh, uh, people in, in, in state militaries. I mean, like, it's a whole mismatch of people out there, and some of them are CIA agents, right? Like, yeah. it's this whole... Like, I just wonder, you know, obviously, you know, they, they hate a lot of the names that they call themselves, right? And so to hear him call uh, a name that seem, feels Western, you know, when they say ISIL... Yeah, I don't know if I'd believe that or not. I, say, I don't know. It, it just kind of threw me for a little yeah, that's, bit. Yeah, that's good. That's and, good. And I was just like... It, is, it, doesn't, it, it, it sniffs. Me, yeah. It's like... What is that? Yeah, what is well, that? that was interesting. I think, I'll yeah. play a little of this clip because I think they break down some of the oil details. To its eager clients. So here we go. Step by step oil trade. Step one, extract the crude. Get it out. As low as 25 per barrel. Step two, cut a hole in the, no, sell it to smugglers. Sell to nearby refineries also. Or sell to a local market. So there you go. They have the full clip in there. Isn't that great with the music and everything? Makes little it info s- autographic. Yeah, they're there. just they're going all out on Turkey over there in Russia today. It's it's pretty fun to watch that. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Uh let me mute that. Jeez, <laughs> that's the that's the. You know what I love is there, we have a messaging system, right? Yeah. People are sending me messages while they know I'm on air. While they know I'm on air. Aww. It's okay. It's all right. Hey, uh, you want me to send you a message? So uh, <laughs> <laughs> this whole area, like this whole thing, I, there is more. There is more to why Turkey is behind uh, is is so in on ISIS. There's more to it. I, I, maybe we can get some some audio that helps explain it in a future episode. Uh, I want to shift over to Saudi Arabia while we're in that area, though. Saudi Arabia and Iran, uh, all kinds of mishaps going on right now. Did you see? Well, you tensions no. in the Middle East. Uh, Saudi Arabia moves to cut all diplomatic and commercial ties. Oh yeah, ties I heard about that. Yes. Iran, a Shia country, processing the execution of a prominent Shia cleric by Saudi Arabia this weekend. After their embassy in Tehran was attacked, the Saudis ended diplomatic relations with Iran, and now several Saudi allies in the Gulf 
are also severing diplomatic ties with Iran. The White House is speaking about this at the Daily Press briefing, talking about warning the Saudis about executions and human rights violations. That's just some of the headlines that we're seeing now. It'll be curious what they have to say about Iran as well. Iran also has public executions that are very controversial. John Hetty's live in Jerusalem, and it's a big question about what's ahead in the Middle East with big all question. this tension escalating. John. Yeah, well, Jenna, at this point, we're seeing the ripple effect uh, throughout the region of this ongoing situation between Iran and Saudi Arabia. In fact, today, Bahrain announced that uh, it's severing diplomatic ties with Iran as well, giving Iranian 40, foreign officials 48 hours basically to get out of the country. The UAE, United Arab Emirates, also said that it's downgrading diplomatic relations with Iran, basically just keeping business relations going. And then Sudan, of course, in Africa, has expelled Iran's ambassador and mission. And then, uh, of course, last night, as, we, as we've been talking about at length, Saudi Arabia gave Iranian foreign officials also 48 hours to leave the country. And Saudi diplomats, as we saw, arrived in Dubai late last night after leaving Iran. And all of this, of course, stemming from the weekend's violence, <clears throat> excuse me, and the attack on the Saudi embassy in Tehran. We've seen all those pictures, Molotov cocktails being hurled at the building, igniting a fire. And the anger really has centered and focused on Saudi Arabia's execution of the Shiite cleric, uh, Sheikh Nimr al-Nimr, who was an outspoken mm -hmm. critic of the Saudi government. So I wonder how this is going to set things up for 2016. This is going to yeah. be interesting going into that. Uh, so we'll watch that story uh, right now. I, there's a lot of speculation in the supporter sync. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six separate clips. Wow. About uh, how the U.S. is contributing to tension, how it's going to affect our fight with ISIS. Uh, ISIL, by the way. Right, Dash. Uh, so, but before we get to that. Yeah. Donald Trump doesn't often make news in the Unfiltered Show. <laughs> what do you mean he doesn't make news? When's the last time we did? When's the last time we played? I thought some... we talked about him like two weeks ago. Did we? I'm pretty sure we, we might did. have. Like yeah. every about about every about once a month, he seems to come up. This is his monthly uh, check in. May, well, this is his first, and this is going to be his best check in ever for 2016. Yeah, for 2016. Uh, he's newsworthy now because Putin's talking about him in my book. Well, you might call it bizarrest <laughs> Russia. <laughs> Vladimir Putin devoted part of a news conference yesterday to Donald Trump. It's not just any news conference, if I understand correctly. It's like Putin goes down there and sits down and like just answers questions for like for like six yeah, hours. Yeah, it's like, it's like the press conference that we do, but better. And and like for a long time. <laughs> yeah, he just hangs out and sang Beers, his praises. <laughs> Major Garrett looks at what's become Major. a mutual admiration society. A mutual admiration society. <laughs> At his year-end press conference, Vladimir Putin called Republican frontrunner Donald Trump talented, flamboyant, and popular. Uh -oh. Within hours, Trump responded, saying it was a great honor to be so nicely complimented by a man so highly respected within his own country and beyond. Trump sees Putin's praise as validation of their mutual disdain for President Obama. His dislike for President Obama, and it's a mutual thing, is uh, terrible. It's, uh, that's why you see all the conflict, all the problems, all the hatred. <laughs> this morning, Trump was asked about the dark side of Putin's dictatorial wait, ways. Wait, is this a Star Wars ad? <laughs> wait. The good catch that is, that is totally a Star Wars reference. Well, I mean, it also is a person that kills journalists. That's Joe Scarborough on uh, MSNBC's Morning Joe. Political, al I mean, uh, political opponents yeah. and uh, invades countries. And invades countries. Obviously, uh, that uh, it would be a concern, would it not? I, I, a country leader that invades countries and kills people? That doesn't sound. That's he's running his country, and at least he's a leader. You know, unlike what we have in this country. Yeah, but again, he kills journalists that don't agree with him. Well, I think uh, our country does plenty of killing also, Joe. You know, later he was asked about that, and he actually had a pretty good answer. That wasn't his best answer, but that's a funny one. You know, I think we do plenty of killing too, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Trump later so, condemned yeah. the killing of political opponents, but Jeb Bush, who has called Trump a chaos candidate, slammed his comments. I think Putin is is playing with us like a, like a Stradivari. He, he's playing us, America, the way that uh, Trump plays the press. 
Trump kind of got tweeted that Bush, the former uh, governor is there. dumb as a rock. You know, the, the classic Bush. Uh, 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 Did he? He kind of felt like uh, he was channeling uh, his brother there. Well, they are, you know, related. I know. <laughs> I like, uh, did you hear what Donald Trump's response was? Uh, no. Trump plays the press. Trump then tweeted the former governor is dumb as a rock. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Lindsey Graham said Trump hey, should John? visit bombed out eastern Ukraine or Syrian refugee camps to see if Putin really deserves praise. I like that. that so that implies the entire Syrian refugee crisis is Putin's fault. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's Scott, even Mitt Romney weighed in, making this distinction. Mitt Romney, well, this must be relevant. Putin kills journalists and critics. U.S. presidents kill terrorists. Major Garrett on the campaign now, force. Now, Chris, Major, I don't know if you have a clip on this, and if you do, cut me off right away. What, what? But remember during the Democratic debate, hmm. Hillary came out and said that, that they're using Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah, I don't have it handy, okay. but yeah, I do remember she said that, that they're ISIS using Donald is Trump using and Donald ISIS. Trump in recruiting videos. Right. Yeah. And, and then, at, at the time, there was none. There was nothing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a couple right. of days ago, and that kind of, you know, set off my spidey sense. A couple I hope of days so. ago, I hope so. Yeah, they said there was a new recruitment video from a like uh, on Al Qaeda affi affiliate. Yeah, Al Shabab. Yeah, Al Shabab. Mm -hmm. uh, then they're using Donald Trump in video. Yeah. I found that very convenient. So not only is it very convenient. not only is it amazingly convenient. Guess who released it? Mm. Rita Katz at the Scientology. Oh, Rita! Yeah. Oh, Rita! Yeah. And then also, by the way, it was a recut. Of an existing video. Oh, there's it. They just took an existing video and they literally just cut in Trump. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't change anything else. They just drop in the Trump. Windows clip. Movie Maker. Yeah, I knew it. They just drop and they just like. There's a guy. He talks. They cut to Trump and then they go back to that guy talking. Like they just they just drop the Trump stuff in there and then the site intelligence group's like, hey, look here, it's Al Shabab. It's a recruiting video. Yeah, but did they really do it? But you know what that really exposes? What? That exposes massive ties to this entire propaganda campaign to uh, Hillary Clinton. Yes. I'm telling you, it's her techno experts in the State Department that are behind the ISIS Twitter accounts. I'm frying some bacon right here on the show. All right. But in New Year, New Bacon City, this bacon comes to us fresh from San Francisco. Let me tell you something, Chase. Yeah, Chris. Uh, if you look at the timeline, Hillary Clinton's State Department, and she had talked a lot about it because she was very proud about it, invested yeah. very heavily in people mm, who work good. in the State Department yeah. and, and, and try to do anti-U.S. propaganda uh, across the world. Right? There are people on Twitter that are trying to like answer propaganda and like, no, that's not true about the U.S. And then that, 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 that act, I can't remember the name of it, that prevented propaganda in the U.S. I'm oh, drawing a blank. Yeah, Maybe the yeah, chat remembers yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That ended uh, a year ago. And then all of a sudden, or two years ago, and then all of a sudden, all of this ISIS claiming credit for stuff happens on Twitter. You're just telling me that the State Department has a propaganda crew that manages Twitter, and then we remove laws about propaganda in the United States. And then, boom, all of a sudden, all this stuff on Twitter. Honestly, Chris, I don't think that's far-fetched. And then, and then... I don't think it's and then Hillary Clinton makes some bold pathological lie in the debate, and then a couple of weeks later, a video from the same Rita Katz site intelligence group that's wait, been releasing wait, all of these. Are you sure this isn't the same video that uh, that people were upset about over Benghazi, the YouTube video? Are you sure? <laughs> are, you, are you sure? Ooh, good callback to that too. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Hillary doesn't want to get caught with that because no. if she does, she's screwed. Yeah. She's yeah, screwed. and you know, you know what else is really suspicious about it? Why isn't her campaign going crazy? Oh, about right, it? yeah. Why, why wouldn't they go? Yeah, see, look, there's a video. Now, the media is, yeah, and the media is right. even saying Hillary, Hillary Clinton totally called it. Like they're saying, like it was a prediction. It wasn't a prediction. She said it in past tense. It already tense. had it. It already had happened when she right. said it. So, but now they're now they're writing off as it was a prediction, yes. which is crap. Yep. And if if the Hillary, why aren't they celebrating this? Why aren't they celebrating this? I know. Uh huh. I know. Uh huh. Well, because you know Smith, what they're Smith and uh, Smith. So Smith Smith Munt Act. Act. I'm going to yeah. put that in. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. I mean, That's why the... do you think right now they're just trying to deflect and try to? Oh, oh, we're concentrating on the general election. Uh, Hillary's got it in the bag. <laughs> yeah. It's like man. So this this Smith Munt. Why am I? My mouth is all Smith tangled up. Munt Act. It's because my head is. It's, it, there's two M's there. My head is like all crazy. From the yeah, from the new rig. Smith month. Uh, but yeah, this is this was the act that prevented uh, propaganda being turned inwards, and this is no longer protecting us. Uh, I'll link to that in the show notes so you guys can learn more about that if you don't know about it. Wow. So you and I love to watch the media from all different aspects. Oh yeah. Production, uh, the, the hosts. Uh, we like to watch how the anchors present the news. Yeah. I got I I I I don't know what to make of this. 
we, we got to break this down. This is really something. So uh, this gal, you may have heard about this. Uh, this was on CNN, um, uh, I think it was late last week while we were on break. Uh, what they actually hold and what happens next, still, uh, still clearly a big question. Okay, so they're wrapping up on a report about Iraq. Poppy. Absolutely. Uh, Becky Anderson. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Back here on oh, American soil. Bad news for the Obama administration. Yeah. Uh, we have yes. this new CNN ORC poll, which is quite a quite a uh, turnaround in. Uh... What was Great. that? Wait, no, no, wait, no, wait, keep playing. Wait. Uh, okay. Go to break. Go to break. Quick. Go to break. Can't you go to break? Cut her mic. Cut her mic. Cut her mic. Happy Media New Year, Brian Stelter, CNN, New York. Brian, thank you so much. And for all of you on Twitter who are asking if I'm okay, thank you so much. I got a little hot and I, I passed out for a moment. Uh, she's I am a little fine. Pregnant, We're going to take way, a everybody. quick break. We'll be right back. Yeah. By the way, she is pregnant. Yeah, so she said she got a little hot and she passed out. Yeah. That's pretty embarrassing. You know what I've noticed? And you know what? God bless you women out there that are working, working soon-to-be moms. I... Good Morning America, I think there's like two or three women that are pregnant. CNN, there's a woman pregnant on TV. There's more, I think there's more women pregnant on TV than men anchors. Do you know, I how, think. Do you know how they get prego? It's dirty. All right, so let's get this news out there. This DNA, uh, artificial insemination. The mini militia in Oregon. You know about this one, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. I want to get the yeah. audience's take on this. Get your take on it, too. I'm going to roll the clip in case people don't know what we're talking in about. In the United States, a 150-strong armed militia has occupied a federal building in the state of Oregon. They're calling on other so-called American patriots to join them and stand up against the government in Washington. And bring your arms and, you know, the point is, until that line is drawn and say, we've had enough of this tyranny, you are going to leave us alone, it will not change. And yeah, you right. see, this is the power yeah. of America right here. People got together for this. It doesn't have to stop here. No. This could be... Uh, a hope that spreads to the whole country, the whole United States. Everybody's looking for this hope because yeah. the government has beat us and oppressed us and took everything from us. They will not stop until we tell them no. So what do you think, Chase? What's going on? Have you looked at the details about this and why they're they're I'm pretty, pissed? I, uh, I, um, I, I, um, roughly. I'm, I'm generally aware so, of the story. So there, and uh, the, there's a couple of gentlemen, I don't remember the names, and they were originally given uh, prison time for... Uh, Basically, burning on federal land, arson. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, yes. But they right. were, but they, they were, were trying to do. They were trying to do a controlled burn, and it went. Well, they were, said. they were burning because they're trying to hide the poaching that they did illegally. Okay. They say they were burning to try to, you know, right. burn the grass down. I try to, to look for the facts on it. Yeah, but I, who knows? Right? Yeah, I know. But either way, but essentially, the, the judge says, no, 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 seven months or whatever. The, the way too short. We want you guys to go back for five years. They came back and got them. Like right, they exactly. wanted to come back because they were able to convict them under terrorism and, and, laws. Because there's a terrorism law that you set if you set fire. To federal property you can you know you can all of a sudden be tried under this terrorism act of like 1997 or something right like that. yeah 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 and so they they and actually they 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 didn't fight going back to jail it, all this is coming from hmm. the the organizations and stuff or their groups and such i would like to get the audience's take on it i i find it interesting and I heard this on the radio, um, and I don't know if this is a, a, a shock jock news anchor bringing this up on, on the radio, uh, but if it was a different race of, of group of people, would it would it be different? I mean, obviously, it's a lot of Caucasian men that are doing this that have a lot of guns, but what if it was Hispanics or African Americans or uh, some other ethnic group? You I know, don't know. I, don't I mean, know. it's it's an interesting thing, like. They're, they have shut down, essentially, uh, a federal wildlife preserve, I think it is, mm -hmm. and there's yes. these buildings and all that. I mean... It's, it's just, not exactly critical infrastructure, though. No, no, but is that why they're backing off on it? But granted, I heard they just cut off phones and power. Power, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah I think we'll probably have more story by next week, but I'm not sure. I'd say I'd, I'd say I encourage producer Matt yeah. to continue to follow that one, because I haven't been following that one very closely. Yeah. Because uh, I was too busy following this next story very closely. Very very closely, and I encourage you follow it closely, too. It's not the way anyone wants to ring in the new year. Check out these disturbing surveillance photos of a naked peeping Tom. I think we have oh the God. I think we have the non-blurred full nudity version in the in the supporter sink, possibly creeping up on Bravo reality star Daniel Yancey's home. It happened just before 11 p.m. on December 31st. The unidentified man wearing what she describes as a Ronald Reagan mask. So naked white dude crawls <laughs> into their backyard wearing a Ronald Reagan mask and looks 
looks into her window. Opens a gate on their back porch. The Jersey Bell star explains her husband happened to walk by the window and caught a glimpse of the stranger. That's when he ducked and eventually ran away. Could you imagine seeing a naked Ronald Reagan out your back window? <laughs> that would make me <laughs> what crap about, my what about, pants. What about Bill? What about, I mean, come but on. Bill's alive, dude. That would at least be explainable. <laughs> yeah. Nancy, who posted the surveillance video to her Facebook page as a warning to her neighbors, said the whole thing was very scary because if her husband didn't see the guy, she's not sure what the naked man would have done. As for peeping Tom, he eventually went back to their house to confess, saying the Yanceys weren't specifically targeted. He admitted it was part of a prank with a group of friends. Hey Apologizing must have been his New Year's resolution. For FoxNews.com, I'm Lee Sheps. There you go. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, Lee. Back yeah. to you. All right, Chase. You know, we do like to end it on a high note from time to time. Oh, a nice high note. Yeah, and it's been a little while. And so with the holidays here, uh, I did a little sleuthing. You did. And uh, it turns out Washington pot sales were very strong over the holidays. And edibles, well, just I like I read booked, sold like crazy. Edibles sold like crazy. But there was sort of a uh, patron saint out in Colorado handing out free joints. What? A Denver nonprofit is trying to raise awareness about Local homelessness news. by passing out drugs. The group Cannabis Can handed out hundreds of pre-rolled marijuana joints to homeless men and women. This group says it's trying to get the people of Denver to pay more attention to the homeless in their community. And a lot of the people that we spoke with really were just like, if I had a regular access to a shower and a haircut, I, my life would be so much better. I'd have so much more opportunity. Cannabis gets them there, but it's their idea. Under Colorado law, it is illegal to smoke weed in public, but it can still be given as a gift. Recipients must be 21 or older, and no money can change hands. By the way, I called a little BS on his thing. You know, these guys want to get off the streets, get a haircut, get a job. Yeah. Uh, we already know this. We've talked about it a lot on the show. Uh, it's still Schedule 1 against the federal government and uh, federal yeah. law. You if you're take a trying to get a job, you probably shouldn't be smoking a you should yeah, At least for two months. Yeah. <laughs> probably not a good idea. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> By the way, if you want to help support the show in content-wise, head over to our subreddit at yeah. unfiltered.reddit.com. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. everybody who does that. Unfiltered.reddit.com. Check the calendar as uh, By Trip to Scale comes up. It'll probably be disruptive to the unfiltered what? schedule. disrupt us, The show's just, it is too much of a production right now to bring on the road. But maybe one day, Unfilter uh, could use your support over mm. on Patreon for that, try too. Try the beam back thing that we ne never got to try. Ooh, you know what I want to do? What's that? Get a transporter. Dude. Right. Dude. Hey, uh, how you doing, Mr. Chase? You got like a Twitter account people could check you out? You got... People can check in on what I'm talking what? about really? in the world. Yes. No. At Nunes on Twitter. At, if, at Nunes? N-U-N-E-S. Oh. If, if you were following me today, you would have saw that I'm a little pissed off. I had uh -oh. a little grind you my gear up? today. I'm fired up because Ken Griffey Jr., one of the best baseball players of all time, was elected in the Hall of Fame today. Yeah. Did not receive an, a unanimous vote. Three writers decided, you know, he's not good enough for the Hall of Fame. So he didn't get in? No, he, he's in. Oh, but he should have been like unanimous. Okay, so you just you're just you're just upset just that he didn't off. have a dominating victory. No, yeah, well, somebody's like, I don't yeah. want him to go. Yeah. Now you're on Twitter, right? Yeah, at Chris Les. Uh, if you're going to be at Scale at in Pasadena, California, twenty first to the twenty fourth, Jupiter Broadcasting has a meetup page, meetup.com slash Jupiter Broadcasting. I got to say this: if this if this uh, JB uh, rolling apartment on wheels, I don't know what yeah. you're going to call yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Next year, CES, dude. Boom. Also, if you'd like to help our scale effort, teespring.com slash last400 or last400EU if you're in the EU. Yes. 400 episode of last coming up, too. Wow, that's amazing. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning this week's episode of Unfilter. We'll be live next week. Go to jblive.tv for that. Jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar to get it in your local time zone. And thanks so much for tuning this week's episode of Unfilter. We'll see you right back here next week. <laughs> Gonna dignify that with an answer. The United States, when we make a mistake, we're honest about it, we own up to it, 